0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to constitute gambling advice. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the commentators and do not reflect the views of SiriusXM or its affiliates, nor do those views or opinions guarantee or increase the likelihood of any outcome. If you choose to engage in any gambling activity, you do so at your own risk. SiriusXM Sportsbet Primetime with Rob Longley of Post Media, the number one NFL picks guru. Canadian sports media. That's right, I said it. Go back and check the tape look wherever you will look at his record it's all out there it's uh, a public record his picks over the past number of years year in year out the most consistent against the spread the tough way to do it his numbers justify that title that i just gave him the number one nfl picks week to week most consistent performer in toronto sports media in in canada for that matter i'm throwing down the gauntlet He's here today with John and I to have a conversation. You'll see that he has some strong takes on the games that we go through and a couple of others as well. So if you want to learn a little bit of information that might relate to your picks, and John and I had some input as well, John's always great with uh, his take on games and is a very experienced uh, sports better himself. So no shortage of information that we're giving you today. So hopefully prepare you for your bet. You can make your own decision, but the process that you use to arrive at that decision, your confidence in it, and the quality of that decision-making process is going to make it that much more fun for you, in my experience, than if you're just throwing darts at a dartboard, closing your eyes and making a pick. It's not as much fun. So information like that that Rob's providing today and that John's providing today is exactly what you want. You can fold that into your own process, and then you can feel like you've done all the work that you need to do to sit back, place a little wager, bet responsibly use Bet rivers affiliate code primetime go to join now insert primetime in the affiliate code box and off you go to the races you've got everything in place sit back bag of doritos maybe a beverage of some kind alcoholic or non-alcoholic or some mixture of the two is always nice we call that a mixed drink maybe some ice cubes mean you stir it up with a swizzle stick or what have you spoon whatever else is at your finger whatever else is at your disposal And you enjoy the game. We don't encourage people to drink and gamble. It's a bad idea. So feel free to just skip past that entire portion of what I just said. And let's get into the conversation. Not for me. Let's hear from Rob and John. Let's do it. Okay, well, we're thrilled once again. The man himself, Rob Longley, is. Uh, we twisted his arm and he's here to join us again. Uh, thanks, Rob, so much for joining us. Uh, John, sorry, you introduced Rob last time, so why don't you refresh the minds of our audience about uh, who Rob is?
1: Yeah, Rob is uh, one of the legends in uh, Toronto sports media, uh, uh, Matt, um, and he'll uh, scoff at that, of course, but uh, he's been doing this uh, grind for... <laughs> Uh, Rob, you can tell the number, but it's probably thirty years now in uh, in the Toronto Sun, and that's not that should not be taken lightly. That's amazing, and he's done lots of different things. And uh, where I knew Rob first, of course, is the horse racing beat, where he was done on there for many, many, uh, many, many years, and of course the the Olympics and 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 nfl football and uh there was a radio and tv column there for many many years and of course his current gig is the toronto blue jays uh the beat writer for the toronto blue jays for the toronto sun and post media thanks rob how are you where are you
2: hey good good guys i'm in lovely uh suburban tampa uh, in a (laughs) hotel near a couple of freeways where it's like a million degrees outside. <laughs> Getting ready for another three-hour and forty-minute baseball game tonight.
1: <laughs> and uh, what's the? Is the town electric? Is it? Is the crowd going mild <laughs> or what?
2: All eight thousand of them, of which yeah. probably four thousand were Blue Jays fans. So, oh, so yeah, God. thanks for reading off my resume. It, it is a glamorous life, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, here with the Blue. The Blue. A fair bit of excitement with the Blue Jays right now in a fairly big series. So yeah, it's uh, all all good
0: we um i was one i we talked on this show i was actually sucked in i was naive i uh, to the possibility of the split home uh, situation with the expos moving back to montreal and the rays and uh i think they started putting some advertising up as if it was actually going to be reality and then it started to look like more of a negotiating tactic to squeeze more money out of stakeholders in uh, florida but that one's dead and buried it sounds like but what an abomination and you're saying that uh, some of the tampa fans are actually pushing back on their attendance record
2: yeah i sort of uh, made the mistake of engaging with a couple of them on twitter this morning and <laughs> you know their their retort was well there was only twenty five thousand in toronto last week when the when the raids were in town which my response was so you mean triple what was here last night yeah exactly they, they did they, they went on and on so it was time to disengage but yeah it's uh it's an ongoing story, right? I mean, it's obviously, it's not the most uh, uh, creature comfort friendly stadium in, in, in professional sports, but it's, it's fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's comfortable in there when, when the weather's hot and it's, you know, uh, but it's, it's, they need something better. They need something more modern and they need something to, to try to attract a loyal fan base, like, like the lightning have done in hockey, because my sense is that, you know, especially when it's the Yankees or, or the Red Sox, and even the Blue Jays, um, whatever crowd they get, a good majority of it is is for the opposing team, and that's that's not for a team that's done well. That's not a that's not a great environment to have, right? It's uh, you know, a pretty good franchise. They deserve a, a better support from a from a fan base, and they frankly they need a better stadium to do it, and maybe in a better location.
0: Yeah, it's just not the same. Of course, we're not. They're not all the. Uh, crazy sports market that toronto is but uh I, I know sometimes when the raptors do that swing through florida in what is it february typically it's you can often get tickets certainly cheaper and uh better seats and proximity to the floor and so on if you uh, are able to take a trip to florida and see them play the heat and the magic right. so but anyway well, hopefully as john said we can swing back and have a more in-depth uh blue jays discussion pick your thoughts we know uh I don't know if you know how much John is a huge fan of Yusei Kikuchi, but we got to touch on that. And uh, <laughs> But let's turn our attention to other things happening in Florida. The, the, we want to talk NFL. We've got a bunch of games, and then I want to get the reaction of each of the two of you. But just to set the th- first one, Packers at Bucks. So we got 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers, A-Rod, and 45-year-old now, Tom Brady. So, of course, a few eyes might be on this one. Packers 1-on-1, but still ranked at the top or near the top of most Power ratings, uh, depending on where you look, but and in Vegas odds for that matter. Still got the two-time uh, defending MVP, uh, four-time MVP overall. He's still I was looking at Aaron Rodgers, still in the top 10 in completion percentage after two weeks. Uh, the team generally been dealing with injuries, particularly on the O-line, but getting healthier. They got Jenkins back last week. David Bakhtiari, it seems like every week we're looking for an injury update, but they're, they're all, all pro tackle. Uh, still listed as questionable, although they're expecting he might be back this week. But that running game is rolling. So A-Rod hasn't been as prolific as usual, but Aaron Jones uh, currently ranked second in the NFL in player grades for running backs, averaging, how about 9.1 yards per carry, John, through two games. So something's working on that old line. A.J. Dillon, the other running back, also rolling. So uh, for the Packers, Randall Cobb still listed as questionable. Christian Watson, I think, homecoming, also listed as questionable. They got uh, Lazard back. Not doing much, but I mentioned they got Jenkins back. Uh, on the other side, the Bucks, Brady relatively quiet so far after leading the NFL in passing last year and yards and touchdowns, but they're 2-0. They are also like the Packers, near the top of everyone's ranking. This should be a great matchup. Why are they, he hasn't had to do a lot because of the defense, that Bucks defense. Ranked number two overall, number one in the NFC. Jameis Winston last week in that defensive battle for the most part for most of the game. Sacked Winston six times, uh, nine quarterback hits, three interceptions. So Aaron Rodgers is walking into that. 19 quarterback hits hits overall, 10 sacks, leads the NFL through the first two games. They've also forced six turnovers, so the defense looking very powerful. No Mike Evans this week for the Bucs. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, questionable. Got Cole Beasley in there. Uh, I saw the spread, non-spread, John. It's Mm -hmm. even on this one last I checked. So who wants to go first, John? You want to have you want to do your take?
1: Yeah, I'll be br- very brief. Uh, I mean, uh, I see Rob uh, in the paper. Uh, you you've taken uh, the Bucks here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people think. You know, uh, I, I at first I like the Packers, but I but I realize that their defense has been just very moderate, and they played a horrible Bears team, and uh, and, and they weren't very good against the Vikings. Rob, uh, what do you think?
2: Well, I think the big question about this game is the uh, the Giselle Bundchen prop. Is she going to be at the game or not? <laughs> like, what are, what, what's the line on that? Yes. And and how does that tie into the to the success of Tom Brady? I, I kid, of course. No, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. to me, like it's so so often w- in the NFL, um, handicappers, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, get sucked into trying to handicap the marquee element of a game, right? So it's Rogers versus Brady. Is Rodgers still good? Is Brady's finally too long in the tooth to be an elite quarterback? Um, how are they going to fare against each other? Rodgers was good in week one, but not so good in week two. The Bucks have won despite Brady. So what What are we going to do with this quarterback matchup? Nothing. Well, I think what we're going to do with this the, the entire game is handicap it based on, on the the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, which is, as Matt said, has been sensational so far. Um, what have they allowed? 13 points in eight quarters of football? They're... Um, they're they're dominant. They're physical. Um, we've seen Aaron Aaron Rodgers have some difficulty with his offensive line, especially last week. They were there was a little bit of pressure on him, and um, you know that's that's a possibility for that group to get exposed in this game. And uh, another element to, that we that we will apply to another game that we're going to talk about is one o'clock starts um, in Florida in September. Um, are very difficult for teams coming from the north. Uh, The sun is very hot. uh, The temperature is very hot. I can attest to that. It's it's another blistering day down here in the Tampa area today. And that wears on a team um, uh, the the deeper you get into a contest. And when you have a physical um, borderline dominant defense that the Bucs have shown us through the first two weeks, how much does that wear down, not just Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. but... But the front of the offensive front of the uh, of the Green Bay Packers, so a really good matchup, a really good matchup for a one o'clock game between two teams that you know have designs on being in the NFC Championship. But but I lean to the home team, and I, I lean to it based on home field advantage. This is their home opener, and the fact that their defense is so dominant.
0: Beautiful. Anything to add to that, John? No. That's Sounds a, good. A,
1: that's a, that's an interesting take. I uh, I view it view view my data as being straight up, but then the narrative of uh, the north coming down south, you know, and in, in September, um, is is real. I I I, you know, I think I'm going to be contrarian and, and and respect everybody's opinions on the defenses for sure. But I think the number is really low. I I think there's going to be more scoring than than people think. But uh, uh, the Bucks seem like a good side for sure.
0: Uh, Okay, that's a tough one. Good stuff. Okay, let's keep rolling. We've got a lot to get through. So let's go Bills-Dolphins, the other Florida game you alluded to, Rob. So the last spread I saw, Bills favored by five and a half. We touched on this game uh, in our last show with John, just looking at the early line early in the week. What else can you say about the Bills at this point? A lot of hyperbole. It's all been said. Uh, The truth of the matter is they've rolled over two relatively highly ranked opponents in the first two weeks with ease. I was looking, I saw a note, they've actually, the Bills, believe it or not, had the seventh toughest schedule over the first two weeks. Didn't look like it, did it? And they had the 19th, 19th toughest the rest of the way. Josh Allen still ranked fourth in power rankings for quarterbacks, still behind A-Rod, Mahomes, and Brady. Steph Diggs, though, number one across the board, pro football focus, number one ranked ahead of Cooper Cup, two, A.J. Brown, three, Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson, who did nothing for me in fantasy uh, the other (laughs) night, John. Matt Milano, just I found it interesting, is actually Matt Milano, one of the two inside linebackers for or two linebackers for in that set uh, that they have. Uh, he's number one ranked linebacker in player grades to this point in the NFL. So impressive on that defense, Bills team defense currently. All the weapons we talked about this, uh, all the weapons that we like to f- have fun watching and following and so on. Their team defense is ranked number one in the NFL. Over uh, overall so really impressive to this point and that's why some of the discussion I'm hearing I thought I was being silly when I said it the first time the way too early throwing it out there possibility for an undefeated season for these bills and since I said that I've heard a few other people starting to talk about it that's what happens when you crush your first two opponents but however pump the brakes a little bit we saw Gabe Davis is still questionable Dawson Knox questionable and uh, Oliver questionable Micah Hyde now listed as out Jordan Poyer still questionable. Dane Jackson, Dane Jackson, after that ugly neck injury, is out. Of course, Trey White is out until after week, f- at least week four. So uh, that might be keeping the line a little closer. Some of those developments, and uh, on the Dolphins side, of course, Tua had that monster week, six touchdowns. Have you heard that? You know what they're talking about now? Tua on, not QAnon, John, but Tua on. <laughs> right? People are coming out of the shadows. <laughs> Tua's still ranked number twenty. Still got a lot to prove to people. It appears that he's turned the corner. Hopefully, he's on his way. After all those years of tanking for Tua, uh, Raheem Mostert, number 16 rank. He's off to a good start in the running back category. Jalen Waddle obviously continuing to shine. Game-winning touchdown uh, as expected alongside Hill. But five and a half, uh, you know, I I just, the big, to me, the differentiator in this uh, game is going to be questions around the Miami defense. Can they, the other teams, other teams have tried and failed, including the vaunted LA Rams defense. Uh, I don't think that Miami defense is going to be able to slow down the bills, but I want you guys tell me what's actually going to happen. Rob, Rob you want to go first yeah, on this one? Rob, yeah.
2: yeah, sure. This is, uh, I mean, I wrestled with this one uh, a little bit historically, and I find this quite comical because I, I, I don't know the reason for it, but I have a terrible record in, in selecting bills games. I pick them <laughs> one week. They lose. I, I, I go against them the following week. They win in a blow up now. I'm one and one on them <laughs> this year. So maybe, maybe the, uh, Maybe the tide has turned a little bit. Um, John and I had a a little discussion, an interesting discussion about this game, uh, and sort of away from this prior to today. And John made a really good point that you know sometimes when we try to be wise guys, we try to find a way to beat the, the hot team, to beat the team that's rolling, to beat the team that just seems to be dominating each week. But you know, maybe maybe as wagerers, we're incumbent to sort of just take what's before our eyes and bet into the streak until it's not a streak anymore. Um, and I certainly think you can make a, a strong case for the bills. And that's who I, I did select publicly. Although I did it before the injury report came out and I'm a little worried about, especially about with my, Micah Hyde not in the lineup. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but yeah, this team has been dominant. Um, they've had some things go their way in, in each of their two wins against uh, Against the Rams and against uh, who did they crush Titans. last week? Titans, Titans, Titans yeah. yeah. Which you know, I, I, you know, there are things I liked about the Titans going into that into that game, but it just, it just, the Bills are the type of team that when things start rolling and going their way, they will roll over an opponent, and that's what they did against both the Titans and the Rams. And um, will that happen again in, in Miami? Um, I, 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 I tend to look towards leaning towards yes because they've been so dominant. I think the Bills' defense is is, is quite strong. And I, I had this uh, discussion with uh, Alec Manoa, the Blue Jays pitcher, who's a huge Dolphins fan and a huge uh, Tua fan. And I'm of the opinion that uh, Tua still has to show me some stuff. Um, I, I find him a little bit inconsistent. I, what, he's amazing talent. He can elude the rush. He can... He can scramble. He can find guys, but he's a little bit too inconsistent with his arm. And I still need him to show me a little bit mm-hmm. more um, in that regard. And I think I, I think that things fell favorably for the Dolphins in each of their first two games. Um, so while their record is legit, and while they seem to be uh, a uh, an up and coming team in the in the AFC East, I think that uh, they're not quite there yet. And the superior team is still the Bills. Now they've got to overcome the weather. They've got to overcome um, a short week, and they've got to overcome those injuries. Because I do think, that, interesting to note that uh, where the Dolphins play, the visiting sideline is in the glaring sun all afternoon. So that that <laughs> angle about the about mm. the heat is uh, maybe more, even more so, a, a factor in in uh, Miami than it is in Tampa. But yeah, I, I mean, I think you, I think you you know if you're going to make a pick on the game you've got to continue with the hot team uh, until they're not and the bills are are a well-rounded group right they're really really good on offense and they're fairly strong on defense and until the dolphins prove that they're in in that sort of elite category i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna bet into the hot streak as john suggested er earlier
1: yeah i uh it's funny, Rob. You built up a wonderful case for the Dolphins, right? And in yeah, the end, yeah. in the end, you got to sort of realize, no, no, no. This this Bills and I and I said this on text to the Matt, to um, Rob the other day, Matt. But it's just it reminds me of the of the Patriots from their undefeated season. Like right? they rolled like like maniacs in the first half of the season. This reminds me of that team can they fade in the back half of the season with uh, you know laying 17 points and 20 points <laughs> and, and game 14 when they're you know 12 and 1 or whatever probably but laying 6 to a, a a team that we're not sure about we think is probably pretty good and they've got a lot of narrative pieces uh going in their favor it just doesn't it 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 just still seems like it seems like a Bills game and i'm um, that's the side i'm on too um just from the sheer talent point of view, the sheer um, energy. You know, Von Miller says they want to destroy teams, and I think that may come back to haunt him and haunt them. But it won't happen in the next two, three, four weeks. I think they're going to. I think they're going to roll in this game as well.
0: All right, so I think we're all on the same page on that one. We'll see. Uh, we could all be surprised. Okay, next one. Let's keep going. This is great. So we got Lions at Vikings. You know what they're calling them now, John? The Lions? No. The- Motor City Kitties. What do you think? <laughs> Very good. Is yeah. that yeah. pumping yeah. Like people it up? I'm not sure. But you know who people still love to hate? Jared Goff. Number 27 ranked quarterback per uh, pro football focus. People still love to hate him. They, he did a lot of losing last year. Let's face it. And, of course, Matt Stafford going to LA and winning the Super Bowl didn't exactly enamor uh, Detroit residents with that trade. But, hey, hold on a second. They've put up 35 points a game. They've put up the second most points in the NFL. Dan Campbell's got people believing Amon Ross, St. Brown. So we set this up last week, John. But of course, I have to circle back to it. So he had, he has now. He set a bunch of franchise records last week and so on. But he's only in his second year. But he did manage to get at least eight catches last week, which meant eight straight games with at least eight catches. He joined only two players in NFL history in, in achieving that: Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas. Uh, Distinguished company, Antonio Brown antics aside, but he is hitting on all cylinders and making a lot of people regret not choosing him in the draft. Think something like 16 wide receivers were chosen ahead of him or something. It's crazy. But uh, also DeAndre Swift averaging 10 yards a carry. So that whole line was supposed to be the strength of that team that ranked very highly as a group. I think they were fourth at the beginning of the year. Uh, and it's coming to fruition. So he has broken a 50-yard-plus run in each of the first two games. But unfortunately, on the other side of the equation, they're not stopping anybody, right? So they've also given up the second-most points in the NFL, the Lions have, to this point. So still some work to do on defense, obviously. The Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousin, sort of a love-hate type guy himself, right? So he's 13th ranked. That offense can be prolific. They've got the former offensive coordinator from the Super Bowl champion Rams, Kevin O'Connell, now as their head coach. You know, you got Adam Thielen, you got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. All need to get rolling a little more. Harrison Smith, Notre Dame Fighting Irish alum, he is listed as questionable with a concussion. I think he's a big part of that defense. I don't personally believe in the Vikings. I don't like their O line. I think they're uh, one of the weaker ones in the league. I see the Lions maybe uh, w- a bit of an upset. I think it's the Vikings home opener. If I'm not mistaken, could be wrong about that, but I do like the Lions plus 6 in this one it might uh, be a bit of a surprise to people but i think they uh, are being underestimated but what do you think uh, rob what do you think on this one
2: yeah it's i mean i'm with you Matt. i'm i'm on the dog in this one and w- when there's any bit of doubt and there's that many points i think you got to lean towards the dog i mean who would have who would have thought that uh, entering week 3 of the, the 2022 nfl season we'd be saying that the detroit lions are one of the most exciting teams to watch but, yeah. they, but they have been yeah. i mean they're scoring points and they're and they're, you know, they're they're showing an ability to come back. They're obviously responding well to their coach, and you know, it's it's kind of nice to see the Lions playing uh, decent football. But are they a juggernaut yet? No, they're no, they're not anywhere close to that. As as you pointed out, their defense is is, is somewhat questionable still. And um, this is probably going to be a high scoring affair because of the way that both offenses can move the ball. But for me, it comes down to. Um, well, I think this is a, a, a Vikings team that is. Coached more suitably to have success on offense, and maybe we'll make uh, Kirk Cousins a more reliable NFL quarterback. I can't trust that guy yet, right? I mean, he's got one of the best receivers in, in the NFL, and Justin Jefferson, and yep. those two alone—if if, if Cousins can get him the ball—are enough for for the Vikings to cover every week. But you have to trust Kirk Cousins to be able to to do that week in and week out, and. There's just, there just seems to be, um, like he's a talented quarterback, right? I mean, he can move in the pocket, he could throw it, but there just, just seems to be a, a, a weakness in character with him for lack of a better expression. I, I, and you can't trust the guy he's, he's blown so many games for that Vikings team over the years and he's done it in frustrating fashions. You know, he's admitted to letting the moment get bigger than it, than it should be at times. And, um, you don't want to be backing a guy like that too often if you can help it. And uh, as we've seen with, with, the, with the Lions, um, you know, even if the Vikings do get up two touchdowns in this game, the Vikings are, are – the Lions are never out of it in, in, in terms of a, a cover possibility, especially when you're getting close to a touchdown. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'll back the Lions in this one, even if, even on the road and uh, even with their flaws defensively. I think that um, I think that the matchup is, is strong enough for them, and I can't trust Kirk Cousins. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I Rob, listen. The, the Lions are this weird team to me. Like all of a sudden, everybody loves the Lions. You know, like mm-hmm. it, that includes me. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pounding on them. Right. <laughs> like, like why do we all love the Lions? Fun they,
0: to watch. Yeah, they're right? running and gunning. Yeah, lots right? of points. Yeah.
1: They're they they've been a home Young. a good home team against. I, I guess a pretty good Philadelphia team. I'm not denying that. But you know, first games are always weird. Like, and right. uh, Matt Matt and I were on opposite sides of the Washington Detroit. Um, game last week he, he him being on the winning side but I mean now, does this mean that they go on the road and go to Minnesota and all of a sudden compete you know yeah, I think so, because of that offense. Yeah, they got a little bit of energy on defense. But I'm not going to play the game, but I'm, 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 there's caution here for me. And um, mm-hmm. I think I prefer the Detroit side because of that, 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 that confidence and that, um, and that form, frankly. And there's, there's enough narrative uh, pieces in there that uh, allow me to think that the Lions hang around in this game.
0: All right, we're uh, agreeing too much here, guys. Let's go. Okay, last one. We've got to, we've got to hurry. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys, Giants. Giants are favored in this one by a point. Of what's the world coming to? Uh, you know, yeah. 2-0 and for the first time in uh, forever, uh, but yeah. saying one of the worst 2-0 and teams of all time. I personally believe in the Cowboys' defense. I don't think I'm alone on that. Dan Quinn, they gave him a bucket load of money to hang around. But trade Diggs, who John doesn't like, despite leading the NFL <laughs> in picks last year. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons defensive rookie of the year last year, leading the league in sacks. How about that? After two weeks, uh, Leighton Vander Ash is a highly graded line, highly graded linebacker. I think that defense is going to bring Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, uh, Saquon Barkley, and the rest of that Giants team down to earth for week three. Uh, you know, that Dallas defense held, I was noting Tom Brady to a single touchdown, Joe Burrow to a single touchdown in the first two games, not a small achievement. Obviously we love, uh, Saquon Barkley and hope he continues to thrive like he has been. Zeke, I can see looks a little lackadaisical. I don't know if they're trying to conserve him for later in the year or whatever or contract, or, but I think he might get going in this one. Cooper Rush, dead last in quarterback rankings, but wasn't a huge drop-off in performance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they got the win over the Bengals, a big one at the, at the end. So uh, John, what do you think about this one? Giants minus one. It's uh, in New York. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know it's my best bet, Matt. I love the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, you know how much I've killed them early on in the season, but th- th- I think the Giants are false. I was on the Panthers last week. That was a disaster. Well, not a disaster. It was just you know the wrong side. Yeah. But I absolutely. It just goes to show you when when expectations are such that everybody loves the Cowboys. You know, I'm running to the other side and saying, wait a second. Now everybody hates the hates the Cowboys and 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 I I think there's value. I think we've we've you you said it confirmed the Cooper Rush isn't bad comparatively to Dak. So and I think the Giants are completely false so far. And I think the Cowboys are better. And I'm getting getting points. Give me the Cowboys. How about you, Rob? What do you say?
2: Well, how about us? You know, like we're 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 all in love with the Lions, and we're all. Uh, hating on the Giants and they're based, they're two similar kind of stories, but but I agree with everything you guys said. I mean, good on the Giants for you know uh, getting a couple of wins that, that they probably didn't deserve, and you know clap clap clap. That's that's their season, but yeah, give me give me the much better team with a much better defense and a team that showed us a lot last week after losing Dak and a you know pretty much a, in a lot of ways a dominant uh, performance. Um, what would this line have been? going into the season. I mean, even with, with or without Dak, what would the line have yep. been, you know, the Cowboys would have been favored by a touchdown and yep. um, their value has not diminished a great deal because of the makeup of the team with the loss of their quarterback. So, yeah, I think that uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, John, that the, uh, the giants are false and, and here's a perfect opportunity to take it, take advantage of that at a low number and, and, and uh, go against the grain of, of people that are still worried about the, the Cowboys and, and and take advantage of a, a situational matchup that, that I think favors him quite strongly.
1: Matt, oh, let me make one point, Matt, before turning to you. But you know I mean like I think I'm happy that I'm on the same side as Rob. As we're on the same side of Rob because Rob has a twenty-one and eleven record going nice. into last night, so I think we're it's good that we're on the uh, we're on the same side of some of these games. And uh, so I mean, like, does it make for for violent radio, <laughs> violent <laughs> podcast? You know, saying like fighting back and forth about a bad team against a good team, uh, right. perhaps not. But this is a we're 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 clear-minded and and just happen to be on the same sides of some of these games without pre-discussion, really.
0: Yeah, I would love it. Yeah, no, it's maybe. excellent, and uh, you're perennially one of the strongest uh, pick records, right, John? No, yeah. Rob?
1: Yeah. every year you got you've got to listen. You you got to well, certainly listen to our pod, but uh, read Rob's uh, picks. Uh, you do another NFL piece uh, during the week too, Rob? Don't you like um, um, sort of a recap of what's going on? And uh, you got to look at his Rob's picks every week. So he has a good record, solid professional level record every year. Nice.
2: Oh, thanks for that, John. I you know I, I do spend some time on it, and uh, you know as it's in this day and age with, with so many more people interested in and betting on the NFL. You and I have been doing this for decades. And, mm-hmm. and we put the same kind of thought and the same kind of uh, theories into play. Not just analytical theories, but what the eye test shows. And I, I pride myself on, on the eye test a lot. I, try to, I think I mentioned this to you the other day. I try to follow five or six teams very intently and see what they mm-hmm. do week to week so that I can um, have a good handle on, 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 a, on at least a handful of teams. Because it's tough to pick 15, 16 games a week. It's um, And then it's the NFL, right? Like I think last weekend I had um, three horrific beats and two incredibly lucky wins. And that's what's going to happen to you each week when you're trying to bet the NFL. But you've sort of got to stick to your principles and stick to what works with you and, and stick to the situations that work for you and, and try to capitalize on, on it that way. You can't get too greedy and you can't get out there Trying to bet every game on a card.
1: We are on the opposite side. There is game. There is a game that we're on the opposite side of. Uh, Rob. Rob happens to be on the Titans, and I'm on the Raiders. So <laughs> that's a nice, nice, uh, nice sort of at least a segue. But we are both on Rob's best bet this week in the paper, Matt, and he loves the 49ers on Saturday night, which is interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that the 49ers, again, for a class edge, and I think they're responding to their new quarterback. And I think that it's another low number that, that we can take advantage of situationally. So, yeah, 49ers are sort of my play of the week.
0: Uh, yeah. Tennessee and uh, the uh, Raiders. So someone's going to be suicidal coming out of that one. Those are two teams that have uh, underperformed to this point. So okay, we're going to wrap up on NFL for now, Rob. That was excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, obviously, an expertise in the field and the local market in particular. And we're going to twist your arm as much as we can to come back again, right, John? Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure, sure. I uh, mean, uh, we'll try and do it once a month, Rob. Kind of thing. And uh, yeah, there's nobody that uh, in the in the public space there is nobody better that I want to know um, in the mainstream media you know like lots of people are reading the Toronto Sun um, regardless of your editorial slant you know this is an uh, this is this is this is what uh, people people want this kind of what is this guy who's in good form who is he picking that's very very fundamental to me
2: yeah my pleasure let's do it again guys for sure
0: beautiful okay thanks rob peace there Rob. how to create awesome
2: videos check out motionarray.com you can do it too titles easy